The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. Today's daf is being studied in honor of the rabbi of Decha. Dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. David Meyer, Hashem Ishmael Vihayim. Thank you. Nafdalid. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilun Shmat Morzekini, Bi Yosef ben Sarah. Le'ilun Shmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tanihim began Aiden. Amen. Rufashil Imam, Hashem ben Dinas, Ruhamma Batahel, Sarabat Rahel, Enna Rafanahim. Amen. We begin today's daf on Gimal Amudbet, and we are starting two lines from the bottom. Tarul Banan, the Brayta. Ezuhi edut arishona, zu edut stira, edut acharona, zu edut tumah. We just came off a Mishnah, and uh, there was different terminology that, that we use in that Mishnah. One was called uh, the testimony, the first testimony. One was called the last testimony. So the Brayta is just defining. The first testimony is referring to the testimony of stira. And the last testimony is referring to the testimony of actual Tum'ah. Okay, now the Gemara says, Dekama shi'ur setira. How long do the, uh, does the lady have to be secluded in order to be considered rendered, you know, a sota? That she goes to the uh, Betta Magdash and drinks. So, Kama shi'ur setira. So the Gemara says, Kede Tum'ah. The amount of time that it takes to become Tameh. Which is the amount of time to make a bi'ah. Which is the amount of time that the ever doesn't have to penetrate, but nishika, which means even the ever is just touches that uh, place over there. Which is the amount of time to walk around a palm tree. A lot of extra words over here. Right? You have. The Gemara is going to explain exactly why you need all these superfluous terminologies to explain to me the Shi'ur. All this is Rabbi Ishmael. So again, if you're writing on your papers in front of you, I would write Brighta number one, Rabbi Ishmael, and next him, Hakafat Dekel. The Shi'ur of Tumah is the amount of time that it takes to walk around a palm tree. One uh, one revolution. Okay? Next, Shita, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Kede Meziga Takos. Okay? So if you're writing, you write Rabbi Eliezer, he says the Shi'ud that takes to make Meziga. What does Meziga mean? To pour a rivi'it of wine, right? In a, uh, in a, uh, a cup, or a Shi'ud of wine, where if you make Meziga, when you add water to it, it'll come to a rivi'it. So the amount of time that it takes to do that, that's how long the shoot of Sira is. Rabbi Yoshua says, the amount of time that it takes to drink it, that wine that was uh, prepared, just the time to drink it. 
However long it takes to drink it, that's a shoot of Tumah. So write the Yoshua, Kedesh Yetiyah. Ben Azai Omer. Ben Azai says, Kedel Litzlot Betzah. Okay, that's the fourth Chita, the amount of time that it takes to roast an egg. So again, Ben Azai, put next to him, Litzlot Betzah, to roast an egg. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Kedel Legoma'ah. The shoot of time to swallow or to drink an egg. That's like a uh, soft boiled, the shoot to swallow it. Kedel Legoma'ah. Rabbi Yehuda ben Betira Omer, Kedel Legoma'ah Shalosh Betzin, Zu Aharzu. The amount of time that it takes to swallow three eggs consecutively. So that's your right of by that shitara B. Yudabin Betera, Gimel Betzin. Okay? Rabbi El Azar bin Yirmiya Omer, Kedel Likshor Gidren Nima. In order to tie the threads of a weaver, which means when they're weaving, uh, sometimes the, the threads come apart, so they have to make a knot in order to tie the threads together. So the shi'ur of time that it takes for the weaver to tie and make a knot. Okay, gedre nima. Hanin bin Pinhas Omer, Kedesh toshit yada letoch piya litol kisam. The amount of time that it takes to, for the lady to put her hand in her mouth to take out like a splinter or kisam, a bone that's within her teeth. She has like a, some food or something, or kisam is a, a stick of some sort of wood that's stuck in her teeth. The amount of time that it takes to stick her hand in the mouth and pull out a kisam, okay, between her teeth. Flimo Omer, which is the last shita, kedeshe toshit lesal litol kikar. The amount of time that it takes for her to stick her hand in a basket and take out a piece of bread. That's the shi'ud of Tum'ah. Even though there's no explicit proof to flimo shita, there is a remez in the pasuk. Pasuk says, Ki bi'ad isha ad ki kar lehen. Right? The pasuk says, in the beginning of the pasuk, for an isha zona, ki bi'ad isha zona, from an isha zona, until a loaf of bread. So you see a remez in the pasuk, that an isha zona is something to do with a loaf of bread. And what is that? A remez to the last shita that says, the shi'ud is the amount of time that it takes to stick your hand in the basket, and pull out a... Loaf of bread. So, okay, so over here in Brighton number one, as we said, you have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shitot, which are basically saying what is the shi'ur of uh, how long a lady has to be in uh, stira, in seclusion, in order to render herself, uh, you know, uh, that she has to go drink the waters of Sotah. The Gemara is going to say each rabbi over here basically is has the same point. He's trying to explain what the shoot of Ha'ara is, but each rabbi gave it according to him. It's not really an argument over here in the, the point. Everybody agrees it's Kedah but each rabbi gave it according to his, uh, his calculation. Now, the Gebarah begins its analysis with the following. V'chol haneh lamali. What do you need all this interpretation the first line of the Gemara, the Gemara said, "Vekama shiur stira." We said, "Kede tuma, kede bia, kede haara, kede hakafat deken." What did you need all that uh, terminology to explain? So the Gemara says, "Vechol hane lamali." What do you need all that uh, you know introduction to explain? So the Gemara says the following. Which means the Gemara could have said 
כדי טומאה שהיא שיעור הקפת דקל. Very simple. The shiur of tumah is how much the shmat of time that it takes to walk around a palm tree. What did you know about other, uh, all those other words? So the Gemara says, Siriche, <coughs> you need it. We go one step at a time. The itana kede tumah. If it just would have said the amount of time that it takes it to become tumah, havamina kede tumata ve'artsota. I would say part of the time that it takes her to become Tameh is not only the actual act, but the time that it takes him to appease her. I would have counted appeasement as well. Tum'ah includes the entire act from beginning to end. The appeasement, before he goes with the lady, has to appease her. So maybe I would say the shiur is appeasement plus act. Kamashma'lan kedebi'ah. Therefore, the next word comes and says, no. Kedetum'ah, which we thought to mean bi'ah ve'artsuta, that's why it says the next word, it just means the bi'ah and not the shi'ud of the time of appeasement. The itana kedibi'ah. Now if it would have said kedibi'ah, the time it takes to make a bi'ah, I would have said a full bi'ah, which is has to penetrate her completely. That's why I have to say the next word to say, no, it's only ha'ara'ah, which is meaning only nishikat ever. Where the ever actually just has to touch the... The place. The e ashmina kedehara'a. Oh, if it would have said kedehara'a, so then have amina kedehara'a ve arzuta. Then I would have thought that it means the time it takes next ha'ara'a with appeasement. Kamashmalan kedetum'ah. That's why I had to say the words kedetum'ah. Now, explain that last point what it means. Look at the Rashi in order to appreciate that last, um, that last thing. Look at the big Rashi If the Brayta would have said Kedeh Hara'a, the Matatol makes Hara'a, the Lotana Beresha Kedeh Tum'ah. Oh, key. And it didn't say in the beginning Kedeh Tum'ah. They just would have said, what's the Shiur of Stira? Kedeh Hara'a. Without saying the word Tum'ah, Hava Amina Kedeh Hara'a Barzuta. Again, I would have thought. The haram means the time that it takes to make harabu, including the time of appeasement. Now, even if it would have said the words kedebiya as well, I would have said like this. Which is, I would have said like this. If it just would have said bi'a, I would explain like this. Bi'a means full bi'a with arzuta, with appeasement. If it just would have said bi'a. By adding the word ha'ara'a, I would have said what? It's just coming to minimize the bi'ah. It's coming to say, okay, not a full bi'ah, a limited bi'ah, but with a arzuta, with appeasement. Again, kedeh bi'ah means everything, the whole act. Bi'ah with the appeasement, the amount of time that takes the appeasement, correct? The next word would be what? Kedeh ha'ara'ah. What is ha'ara'ah coming to exclude or to minimize? The shi'ur of the bi'ah, not the ritsui. If I was to ritsui still is needed, and the Haraj is coming to say you don't need a full bi'ah, you just need a partial bi'ah. That's why it has to come and tell me the three terminologies. Kedet tum'ah, which is kedet tum'ah would tell me everything. Understand? Kedet tum'ah would tell me full bi'ah with arzuta. Right? The word kedet bi'ah comes and tells me, uh, no, it's not referring to uh, uh, arzuta. It's referring to only full bi'ah. Oh, Kedarah comes and tells me, not even full bi'ah, just ha'ara'ah. Understand the progression, why you need all three. Again, if I would have said tumah, tumah is everything. 
Plus, full bi'ah with litsui. The next word bi'ah comes and takes away, it keeps, uh, it keeps uh, uh, bi'ah obviously in there, it just takes away the litsui. Okay, so I got litsui uh, uh, out of the game, now I just have bi'ah, but it's full bi'ah. So what does the word kedeh come and tell me? Now I'm minimizing even the bi'ah itself to make it kedeh haran. As she speaks this out, look at the rashi now. I read it from the beginning. Velo tana b'nesha kedeh tumah. If it didn't say it was kedeh tumah, have amina kedeh hara avar suta. Vafidu tana kedeh bi'ah kedeh hara lo have mimayit ar suta. The anamina like this hara the meute gemar bi'ah. I would have said that maybe hara is only coming to exclude gemar bi'ah miu ar suta ba'inan. Daki abi mashma kama shul stira kedeh bi'ah. V'anamina kol tzorche bi'ah. If you just would have said bi'ah, bi'ah means everything. Tanu ar suta v'gemar bi'ah. V'adad mefresh mai bi'ah hara. Akati al-Sotah lo memaet. Hilkachtana b'resha kedet tum'ah. Demashma tum'ah v'al-Sotah. Tum'ah means everything. Meaning bi'ah v'ritsui. V'ad al-Pirisho ma'i tum'ah kedet bi'ah. Now where's bi'ah coming to Yisrood? V'al-Kurhach im'it al-Sotah. Deha bi'ah kula gemar bi'ah mashma. Ve'lo mi'it ila al-Sotah. V'ad al-Tana ma'i bi'ah ha'ra'al. Ve'lo ba'ina gemar bi'ah. Wemela shimena mine nami. Which means, exactly like I told you, explain to you, I explain to you outside again. Right, Kedetumah is everything. Kedetumah means full bi'ah with Ritsui. Kedetumah comes and tells me you don't need a Ritsui, it's just the act of bi'ah itself. And then Ha'ra'ah comes and tells me it's not even the bi'ah fully, it's just... And then it says, that how much or how long is The amount of time that it takes to walk around a dick and a palm tree. To that, the Gemara comes along and says, Put Exactly. Now, she asks the question. Skip everything. Just tell me Kedakafatikin. What do you even got to confuse me with this whole uh, business? Just tell me. We're, we're, looking for, we're looking for a time, right? So just tell me, four seconds. Or just tell me, Kedakafatikin. So the Gidrashi answers, he couldn't do that because it wants to tell me what are we trying to gauge over here. If you just tell me Kedakafatikin, I don't know what I'm trying to clock here. What, what, what's the item? What, what is Kedakafatikin representing? I need to tell me it's representing the shield of Ha'ara'ah Beli Ritsui. So if it had to tell me the other terminologies, because Hakafat Dek would not be enough to explain exactly the the gauge of what I'm trying to time over. I wouldn't know that. Like, what is what, what's the item that she has to actually the uh, shiur of what, 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 what we're counting? Good. Okay. Now we start stidot. Urmin he. The Gemara now brings a stida from a second brayta. Basically, what's going to happen over here is the Gemara is going to quote a second brayta. The second brayta is going to have five shitot. Five shitot of the same rabbis that talked in our first b'raita. And basically in the second b'raita they're going to be saying totally different shi'urim. So we're going to have to figure out how to reconcile the two b'raitot, you know, with the different shi'urim that were offered. Okay? What do you mean? So if you have your paper already prepared now, you know, next to your second b'raita, next to your first b'raita, to start writing the shitot of b'raita number two. Vinistera, right, it says, and she was uh, secluded. The Kama Shu Stira, what's the Shu of Stira? No Shamanu, we really don't know. Kishu Omer Vinitma'a, the fact that it says Vinitma'a, Havi Omer Kedetuma'a, Kedebi'a, Kedehara, 
כדי חזרת דקל. דברי רבי אליעזר. So right away, you put רבי אליעזר, and you write next to him, and write the number two, חזרת דקל. Now, right away, if you'll notice what רבי אליעזר said in ברייתא נאמר one, he said כדי מזיגה. So right away you see a contradiction in the Bili Aizid immediately. Continue. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Kedem Mizigata Kos. Okay? Now that is again contradicting his Shitab, Brighter number one. So over there we said Kedem Shtiya, the time that it takes to drink the Kos. And here we're saying the time it takes to make Meziga, to add the water, to dilute it. Ben Azai Omer Kedem Lishtoto. Right? Ben Azai said. In Brighton number two, the amount of time that it takes to drink the kos, where in Brighton number one, he said the time that it takes to roast an egg. Rabbi Akiva Omer Kedil Litzlot Betza. Brighton number two, Rabbi Akiva says the amount of time that it takes to roast an egg, where in Brighton number one, he said the time it takes to swallow an egg. Fifth Shita, Rabbi Yudam Betramer Kedil Ligoma. Brighton number two, Rabbi Yudam Betramer, the amount of time it takes to swallow an egg. Compare that to what he said in the Brighton number one to swallow three eggs. So basically, you have five contradictions over here from Brighton number two to Brighton number one. For the next uh, end of the daf, the Gemara is going to just reconcile all the shittot to make peace amongst them. Again, if you're writing Brighton number two, I'll repeat it again. Rabbi the Ezer, you're writing next to him Hazarat Dekel. Rabbi Yoshua, you're writing Mizigat Akos. Ben Azai, you're writing Kedil Shtoto, time to drink it. Rabbi Akiva, Litzlot Betza. Rabbi Udab, Betera, Ligoma, to swallow it. Now we begin the uh, analysis. Kasal Kadatach, Hainu Akafat Dekel, Hainu Hazarat Dekel. Okay, at this point, when the Gemara discusses Hazarat Dekel, we're thinking Hazarat Dekel also means to walk around the, walk around the tree. Just another way of saying it. The one way is hakafatikil. Like one way is going, you know, clockwise, and one way is going counterclockwise. But the point is, it's the same thing. At this point, we're assuming hazarat dekil and hakafatikil are the same item. If that's the case, you have a problem. Why? Gemara. Hatam amar bi Yishmael kita hakafat dekil. In Brighton number one, who is the opinion of hakafat dekil? Rabbi Yishmael. And what? Upalig Rabbi Yehazir Aleh. And Rabbi Yehazir argued on him. Correct? Hacha Amar Rabbi Yehazir Kedai Hazarat Dekel. But over here, in Brighton number two, he said Hazarat Dekel. Now if Hazarat Dekel is equal to Kafat Dekel, so therefore, why did he argue? Which means he holds Hakafat Dekel really. If Hakafat Dekel and Hazarat Dekel are the same, so why did the Yehazir argue on Rabbi Ishmael? In Brighton number two, he holds Hazarat Teka, which is the same thing as a Kafat Teka. So he shouldn't have argued him in Brighton number one. Is that the question? Gemara answers, Amar Abayeh, Hakafah Beregel, Hazarah Beruah. They're different items. Hakafat Teka means walking around the palm tree. Hazarat Teka is a different item. It means the swaying of the leaves. You ever see a palm tree, what happens when the wind goes? The leaves sway... Back and forth. So Hazarat Tekel means the swaying, meaning the time that it takes to sway, meaning to go, let's say, sway to the right and come back. Okay? That's Yehud. Oh, so now it's very good. So let's just speak out now. That means Hazarat Tekel equals Mizigatkos. 
Because we don't want to we, we don't want to make a stira and be the Ezra himself, right? So therefore, meziga equals hazarat deke, and therefore there's shalom between the two blightot. Fine. So comes the Gemara and says, Ba'irav Asher, side question. Hazara beruah, when you said the, the wind blowing the leaves, Kihechi de azil vehadar ate. Does it mean like we explain meaning it sways, let's say, to the right, let's say it goes one way, and then just comes back to the, to the, to the middle? Or Dilma kihechi de azil veate vehadar ka'eb bedukhte. Or does it mean the full amount of time till it takes to come back to the center? Which means, does it mean like this? Where it sways to the right, then it goes all the way to the left, and it keeps on going back till it, till it settles. Or does it just mean the amount of time that it takes to go one, you know, to the right, let's say, just will come back to its point right, right away? Or do you mean the whole thing, swaying back and forth, left, right, till it gets back to its point, which is a little longer, obviously, than the first uh, shita? They have to give us this tiku. Give it all leaves out in a uh, tiku. Okay, so we don't know exactly how long the swaying of the leaves is, but that's the uh, that's the uh, shita. Okay, good. Now, question number two. Hatam Amar Rabbi Yehazir Kedem Mizigat Kos. Good. Brighter number one. Hatam is always brighter number one. Okay. Brighter number one. What did Rabbi Yehazir say? The shiur of Mizigah. Hacha Kedem Hazarat Dekel. Oh, which the Chaurah we said is a different shiur. So the Chaurah no Eidi Vidi Had Shiurah. Good. Like we explained, you have to say Hazarat Dekel and Mizigah is the same shiur in order not to make Rabbi Yehazir contradictory. Okay. Hatam, again, every time it says Hatam, Hatam is brighter number one. Hatam Amar Biyushwa Kedil Shtoto. Hacha Amar Kedil Mizigatakos. Okay, straightforward the stira and the Biyushwa. Look at the Biyushwa, brighter number one. What do you say? The amount of time it takes to drink a kos. What do you say in brighter number two? The amount of time it takes to make Mizigah. Uh, so make up your mind. Is it to drink it or to make the dilution? So the Gibraltar says, Ema Kedil Limzog Vilishtot. Okay. So you have to mean it's really both items. Which means Rabbi Yoshua meant the amount of time that it takes to make miziga and drink. In order not to make him contradiction. So when you read the number one, Rabbi Yoshua is coming to add to the Bili Aizah, the Shittah right before him. The Bili Aizah said to make miziga, right? So you learn Rabbi Yoshua to, make, to mean like this, not only miziga, but also drinking. It's miziga vishtiyah. And that's what he means in Dreyta number two as well. Mizigata kos means Mizigah vishtiyah. Okay, it's both items. Okay, now can we look at the Rashi? Keep one finger on the Gemara and look at Rashi. First wide line. Ema kedel limzog vilishtot. Now, vehai kedel limzog te kamar le'el. That's what he said, kedel limzog in Dreyta number one. A mizigat te kamar le'el kamosif rebi Yoshua. He's coming to air on the shita of Rabbi Yehaz that said right above him. Ve'amar shtiya name ba'inan ima mezigah. Now uchtem mezigah de tanachem be'batrayta. And what he said in the second brayta, mezigah, mezigah v'shtiya kamar. The stam mezigah le'mishtiyem yadu. She'achar she'mazgom et kalkel imashe oto. Right, normally after you make mezigah, you drink it. Because if you're just going to dilute it and leave it there, it's going to spoil. Good, so therefore we square off. Rabbi Yoshua. So the Gemara says, why do you have to do that? Back to the Gemara. Why don't you say a simple answer? Why don't you say the shiur of drinking is the same shiur as making mezigah? 
And therefore, keep Rabbi Yoshua as he said. One bright tashtiya, one bright mezigah, and just say it's the same shi'ud. You can't say that. Why? Imkin hainu Rabbi the Izzet. Because then exactly it's the same thing as Rabbi Yoshua. Bright number one, what is he arguing on? Rabbi Yoshua said mezigah. Rabbi Yoshua comes and says, no, shtia. Well, the same thing. Say shtia is equal to mezigah. So what are you arguing on? So you can't say that they are the same. Okay. Look at Rashi. Imkin hainu Rabbi the Izzet. Right? And Hazarat we explained is the same shiur as Miziga. Which means the second part is exactly the Biliazin. Because Hazarat Tekel, you told me, is exactly the shiur of Miziga. Then the Biliazin comes up in Brighton number two and says, What? Miziga. That's from Master Hazarat Tekel. And they have to see that Yeshua must have meant it's Mizigah plus Shtia. Okay, next contradiction. Hatam Amar bin Azai. Again, Hatam always is brighter number one. Hatam Amar bin Azai kedil it's slot betza. Okay, right to roast an egg. That was bin Azai brighter number one. Haka Amar kedil shtoto. And here we said the amount of time to drink the egg. So the Gemara says, right, No problem, we can square that off. We can say it's the same shi'ur. The time to roast an egg and drink it is the same shi'ur. Look at Rashi. Had shi'urau. Drink it like a soft boiled egg, you're drinking it. Look at Rashi. Had shi'urau. Veleka le'akshuye imken hainu rabi Yoshua. I review. You told me in bright and number one. Ben Azai says the shi'ur to roast an egg. Which means in bright and number two to drink a cup of wine. Okay? Because obviously he was going back on the Biyoshua. Biyoshua the Mizigah. And he came along and did to drink it. So the Gemara answers, the time it takes to roast an egg and to drink it if you eat the wine is the same shi'ur. Now that she over here makes a point which is obvious. Look at that she. Had shi'urahu. Don't tell me that now Ben Azai is equal to Nabi Yoshua. Why? The Bekamaita Amar Kedelishtoto Dekos. Because in Braitha number one, Rabbi Yoshua said what? The shi'ur of drinking a kos. Vamar ben Azai batrem. What did ben Azai say? Kedil tzot betzah. Do kedesh Which would say is really the same shi'ur as drinking. So basically ben Azai is saying the same thing as Rabbi Yoshua. That's not so. Lav kushai. Because we already said that Rabbi Yeshua, when he says Lishtot, means Limzot Vilishtot. And Ben Azai is only talking about Lishtot alone. So therefore, there's no, stina, there's, no, uh, there's no commonality between Ben Azai and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua means Lishtot Vilimzot. When Rabbi Yeshua is only talking about Lishtot alone. Back to the Gemara. Now we go back to Rabbi Akiva. Hatam Amar Bi Akiva, right to number one. Kedil Goma, the swallowy egg. Hachamar Kedil Litzlot Betzan. Here we said the shiur of roasting an egg. Us the Gemara says Ema Kedil Litzlot Betzav Vilgoma. Okay, so therefore it's both, which means when it says in the bright number one, 
the amount of time to swallow the egg, it means to roast it and swallow which means he's coming to add to what Ben Azai said before him. Ben Azai said the time to roast an egg. The Akiva says not only roast, roast and eat. And that's what he meant in the second Brayta as well. Well, Rabbi Akiva, when he says, Litzlot Betzah, means Litzlot Velegom'ah. So therefore, we don't want to make a contradiction in Rabbi Akiva. So comes the Gebaran and says, Velema idividi had shi'urahu. Why don't you just say, the time to roast an egg and the time to swallow an egg is the same shi'ur. To square Rabbi Akiva, to Gebaran says, Imken, Hainu ben Azai. Then already, you're making the same shi'ur as... Ben Azai, because Ben Azai was the one that said in Brayta number one, let's not betzah. Right, if Rabbi Akiva is coming along to say, to swallow it, that be swallowing and roasting the same shoe as Rabbi Akiva coming to argue with Ben Azai, saying the same thing. And I have to say, it's not the same item, and the point of Rabbi Akiva is he holds it's both items. Last contradiction. Hatam Amar Rabbi Yudab ben Betera. Brayta number one. By three eggs, back to back, swallowing them. And here it just says, which is mashma, one egg. Right? So, the Chaurah had said, Stira. The Gabbara answers, He's reacting to what Rabbi Akiva said. The Kamar, Rabbi Akiva said right before him, in Brayta number two, Misha'arim bitzli'a'u bigmi'ah. Right? Rabbi Akiva, how do we learn Rabbi Akiva now? It's two items. It's roasting and swallowing. So he said like this, Rabbi Akiva said, what do you got to get involved in roasting and swallowing? Say your shi'ud only in swallowing. Don't get roasting involved. Emma shi'ud gmi'ah li'uda. Kedel l'gmawah shalosh bitzim zuwa harzu. Ta'yus li'ah bigmi'ah. Which means, Ben Azai didn't come to argue on, on uh, I'm sorry, the Bible did not come to argue on the Akiva. He just was saying like the Akiva, you said a shoot of what? The time that it takes to roast one egg and swallow it. So therefore, Ben Azai comes along, I'm sorry, the Bible comes along and says, what do you got to get involved in two different processes? What do you got to get involved in roasting and swallowing? Just give us this shoot in swallowing. Which means the time that it takes to swallow three eggs, it's the same shoe that it t- takes to roast one egg and swallow it. So therefore he's coming along to say, Kedelikum'ah. Would you just give the shi'un in gimi'ah? Understand the shi'un of sli'ah the gimi'ah can be just to give it in gimi'ah alone. Which means sli'ah and gimi'ah of one egg is equal to gimi'ah of three eggs. So therefore the B.U. really comes out of B.U. Damit is not arguing. Now he's really saying, he's just interpreting the Biakiva. He was just giving a different uh, way of uh, calculating. Instead of saying to the Avigimia, just say it in Gimia. So basically, all the Shitot are squared off. You'll have your personal charts, you'll be able to see it. You want to see it in your art scroll on uh, 4A4. There's a chart that actually did the same thing that uh, we did uh, over here. Okay, we continue. The <laughs> We go back to the number one. Okay? The seventh shita of the Brayta was the Bidezer bin Yirmiyah. Omer, he says like this, Kedeshi yikshot gardenima. The amount of time that it takes to tie the threads. Right, the threads of a weaver. How far are the threads away? Are the threads close to each other? Or are the threads further away? I guess they're further away, it takes a little more time to bring them together. 
So how close or how far are the threads? We don't know. Tiku makes a difference of, uh, you know, a small amount, but we're trying to get the shiur over here, so the Gibraltar does not uh, answer that question. Okay, next shita. Hanin ben Pinhas Omer, Kedesh Toshit Yadal Tukhpia Letuk Kisam. He told Kisam. Right, the amount of time that it takes the lady to stick her hand in her teeth and pull out like a, uh, a stick, a splinter. Is it wedged in there tightly in her teeth or not? If it's tight, I guess it takes longer to pull it out. If it's soft, you can just pull it out, you know, easily. Tiku, you know, has a tiku on that also. Primo Omer, toshit yadal sal Which sounds like a very simple shita, right? The amount of time she takes a hand in a basket, takes out a piece of bread. The Gemara has many sifekot over here, what we're talking about. Number one, Ba'ira vasheh, de mehaddik or no mehaddik? Number one, is the bread wedged in the basket tightly, so you have to fight it a little to get it out? Or is it loose where you can just pull it out quickly? Number two, what type of basket are we talking about? Is it a new basket where still the wickers are sticking out? So therefore you have to be a little more careful so you don't uh, prick your hand when you put your hand in the basket. Or is it an old basket where it's really smoothened out where it's easy to take it out quicker? That's on the basket. Is the bread hot or cold? Hot bread you got to be more careful because it falls apart. So then we got to take it out more carefully so it doesn't fall apart. But cold bread, you just pull it out very quick without breaking it. Are we talking about wheat bread or barley bread? Which means, it seems that wheat bread is more smoother, slides out easier. But shake in the barley bread, it takes a little longer to pull it out. What type of batter is the bread? Is it rikika? Nikika, which means it's like a soft uh, batter, which comes out much quicker. Or is it um, uh, a hard batter, which is a little harder, it's still more difficult to pull it out. All the different type of questions on what type of bread we're talking. The Gemara says, Tiku. All these questions really need to be uh, to be answered. Okay, Amar of Yitzhak, Amar Yosef, Amar of Yohanan. Kol ehad vehad Good. Each rabbi of these nine shitot that we brought over here, each rabbi is giving a different shi'ud, but it's basically for the same item, for hara. So the Gemara says, each rabbi gave the shi'ud according to him, which means each one calculated it personally. How long would it take to make uh, hara? Good. The Gemara, how could that be that each one gave their personal uh, shi'ud? Ve'aika ben Azai de lo nasib. Ben Azai never got married. So how can you tell me he's giving a shi'ud, right, we gave a shi'ud and so... What do you mean? He never had the hara. He never got married, Ben Azai. So how can you say each rabbi was giving how long it takes him? Yeah. He never had a marriage. Right? Remember the Gibra said that the Rabbi Ibn Azai was the one that said, Nafshi hashka Torah, which means I'm married to the Torah. And if we never, uh, he never got married, like we said in the Gemara, in Yibamot, Tafsam Gimal. Right, the world will be uh, populated by other people. I'm going to sit and learn Torah. So the Gemara gives two reasons, two answers. Some say, no, he got married, but then he he got he left his wife. He was divorced. Which means, so he knew what the uh, hara was. Because he was actually married, it just means that he didn't stay married. Oh, he heard it from his rabbi. I mean, but Azai was giving the shoe, not a personal thing, meaning from what his rabbi uh, taught him. So the Sadiqim, they know they know the secrets of the world without having to actually experience it. But Yolam gives the Hakamim you know, the secrets. So you saw the Shem Okay, good. Darash Rav Avira. 
Zimnin Amarla Mishime Dirabi Ame, Vizimnin Amarla Mishime Dirabi Yose. Okay. Dirabi Ase. Kola Ochel Lehem Bedon Tilat Yadain. Anybody that eats bread without making the Nitilat Yadain, Kiilu Baal Isha Zona. It's like he went with the Isha Zona, Shine Emar, Kibead Isha Zona. So you see the Pasuk over here refers to Isha Zona and bread. Now what's the exact Dirasha uh, over here? So look at the Dirashi. Um, Many times uh, the Gemara's Doresha Pasuk, sometimes frontwards to the end, or beginning to the end, and sometimes it's Doresha end to front. This is an end to front Dirasha. How? Bishvil kikar lehem Adam mitchayev be'onesh shel isha zona. Right, so you're reading at the end of the pasuk. What does the end of the pasuk say? Ya'ad kikar lehem, which is because of the sin of kikar lehem. You didn't make the tlai yadayim on the lehem. They give him the punishment of be'ad isha zona. You know, for the sin of as if it was with a zona. Okay? The Amar the Gibra says, it doesn't work. Hai be'ad isha zona ad kikar lehem, be'ad kikar lehem ad isha zona mif'ileh. Which means, it, you can't learn it backwards like you're trying to. Because the pasuk says be'ad isha zona, it sounds like for the sin of isha zona. On the contrary, it should have said, you mean you want to learn it backwards, I have no problem. But it should have said then, ad isha zona. Be'ad kikar lechem. Then you could learn backwards. Be'ad kikar lechem. For the sin of kikar lechem, you punish you ad isha zona. But be'ad, be'ad is master for the sin. So therefore it's master that you do with the isha zona. So they were not to, to learn it reverse. So therefore he says, Ela marava, kol haba'ad isha zona, lesof mebakesh kikar lechem. Anybody that makes zinut, at the end they're going to become poverty stricken, where they're not going to even have bread. They're going to have to go beg for bread, which means it takes away a person's panasa. person fools around, goes with zonot, goes around with teisur, and then kibi'ad isha zona. For the sin of going with isha zona, it's going to bring him to what? Matikalehem. Till he doesn't even have a loaf of bread, he's going to have to go ask food from other people. Okay? Amar of Sirika, Amar B. Eliyazin, Elazar. Okay. Who the mezazel b'nitilat yadayim? Anybody that's mezazel and this nitilat doesn't make nitilat yadayim before he eats bread. Ne'akar min ha'olam. He is uprooted from the world. What's the logic? Meaning he dies. Why? Nitilat yadayim is a takanav hachamim. And we have a law. Poretz geder, yeshechenu nahash. Anybody that breaches the fences of Hazal is bitten by a snake. And therefore, that says, kola uver al devre hachamim hayav mitah. So you say, I tell you that I am. It's from the rabbis. Not a big item. So Gabriel says, be careful. Ne'akar man ha'olam. Amar of hayav bar asher. Amar rav. Mayim rishonim, sarikh shiyagbiya yadav lemaala. Okay, Maim Rishonim, the first word is that's the Tayyadam. If you eat bread, you have to keep your hands lifted up straight, which means your fingertips uh, uh, upward. 
מים אחרונים צריך שישפיל ידיו למטה. אוקיי? מים אחרונים, the opposite. You want to keep the fingers down. Okay, we will see exactly why. תניה נמיכם וברייטר ספורטס. הנוטל ידיו, נטלה ידיו מים ראשונים, צריך שיגביה ידיו למעלה. Why? שמייצאו המים חוץ לפרק, ויחזרו ויטמאו את הידיים. Okay, let me explain to you this outside so you understand exactly the concept. Let's review why you're making it touch time at all. Hachamim made a gizera, and they said, Stam yadayim shemiyot letub'ahim. This was the hands of Adina v'shiniyah. So you say, so what? So the hands are shini. So you want to eat bread. Bread, chodin, cannot become a shilishi. So what's your problem? You eat your bread, uh, nothing can happen to me. Shini does not make a shilishi v'chodin, on regular bread. However, a shini does make a shilishi by terumah. By terumah. If a person was a Kohen that's eating Tudumah and his hands were a Shani, now he's a touch of Tudumah to work on the Shlishchi. So the rabbis made a Takana for all Klai Yisrael. Gezerah for the Kohanim. Because they didn't want the Kohanim to come eat their Tudumah betumah. So they came along and said, you know what? Everybody now has to make the Tudumah. So the Kohanim also will be Zariz before they eat their Tudumah. Now what's the Ikar Tudumah? Ikar Tudumah was bread. It was Hita. Right? So therefore they made it Nitla Yadayim by bread. Okay, now let's discuss how the mechanics of the Tachadayim work. A person takes the water, and the Gemara says, you have to make the Tachadayim, basically you have to pull water on your hands twice. Okay? It's the first pouring and the second pouring. Leave the third pouring that we do. That third pouring is according to the Kabbalah. But according to the Deen of the Gemara, you only have to pour on your hands twice. Now we're going to learn Shittat Rashi. Shittat Rashi holds the Ikar place. Where the rabbis mandated this gezerah that the hands are a shenil tumat, yeah, is from the knuckles upward to the fingers. That's the that's the cutoff point. Okay, anything beneath the knuckles is not in the gezerah of hazal. Some say it's actually up to the wrist. That's what we hold the halacha up to the wrist. You know, lekatayla. But the maaseh that she holds adapirik adapirik is doing is the actual knuckles. That's the area that you have to make sure gets. That's washed. Okay, very nice. So what's going to happen? What are we concerned about? He takes the cup. He makes the first washing. Right? He pulls water over his uh, fingers over there on the knuckles. Very nice over there. Now, while his hands become pure as a result of that, because right? he made the netila, but what happens to the waters themselves? The waters themselves become now tameh from his hands. Okay? The hands became hands with tameh. So this water over here is no good. The second waters, what do they do? The second water is to wash away the first waters that became Tameh. That's basically why you're washing twice. Again, washing number one to purify the, the zone from the knuckles up. Good. Now I got some Tameh waters on my hand. How do I get rid of those waters? Wash again and now all the waters will go out and you're fine. Now what am I concerned that the Gemara is going out of his way to tell you you got to keep your hands raised up? And I'll tell you what I'm worried about. Let's say I have these waters over here now, right? What am I concerned about? Some of the waters might go beyond the pinnock. It might go over here to this section, which means, let's say, let's be like we say by the wrist. Okay? Okay, so what's the problem if it goes uh, by the wrist? So now I'm worried in the second washing, maybe my waters are not going to reach all the way down to the wrist. Maybe the waters in the second round are only going to go up to the knuckles. So I only purified 
the top waters, right? Because that's the only area I really got to hit. Now what's going to happen? If I put my hands down, the waters from above the Perek are going to slide down, and now they're going to metameh my hands again. So therefore it says, always keep your hands up. So the waters will never go from beyond the Perek back down into the Perek. That is the reason why you have to keep your hands up. Again, the main concern to crystallize is, I'm worried that on the second washing, you're not going to get all the hand. Maybe on the first washing, you put a lot of water, let's say, where it's going to hit not only the uh, buckles, but even below that. Oh, very nice. Now, if the guy was careful on the second washing, to make sure that the water goes wherever it, the first one went, no problem. Whatever, whatever was the bad waters, you, you clean them. I'm concerned that on the second round, you're only going to wash to the pinnacle. You have to wash so the waters that were beneath it never got purified. So now what's going to happen if you're going to put your hands down, that water's going to slide back down to the zone, and now you're going to have a problem. So by keeping your hands up, the waters that were beyond the zone will never slide back down. That should be noted, a very important point. This is only talking about where you did not use a rivi'it of water. A rivi'it, I'd say, is uh, three, 3.2 ounces of water. But if you used a rivi'it of water in one shot, those waters themselves do not become tameh. Waters can only become tameh from the hands if it's less than a rivi'it. So the guy's really using a minimal amount of water. He's, he's cupping his hands very small, he's putting a couple of drops of water, you know what I mean? So that type of water has the ability to become tameh. That's why ma'im rishonim sarik la'agbiya. Ma'im aharonim, the country. Ma'im aharonim is for the, for the salt. Right, for the salt that you have on the uh, hand, we don't want a person to, let's say, touch his hands like the Gibraltar says, Holin in his eyes and, and blind himself, God forbid. So, therefore, we want the we want the residue, we want it to fall off. So, therefore, with the Zohama to come off, so if a Maimahalim, you put the hands down in order to let the Zohama uh, run off the hands. Okay? Good. Comes the Gibraltar and says, Amar Ababu. Anybody that eats bread before he dries his hands, how he makes a touch of them, but doesn't dry goods, he's eating his bread with wet hands. It's as if he's eating pure bread that is not pure. Now, when it says it means he's eating the bread in a disgusting way. Tameh doesn't mean contaminated, because really not contaminated. Tameh is another way of saying, uh, like it's eating it in a, in, a, in a disgusting way. You're putting the bread with the wet hands. It's disgusting. And the Gemara proves to you that the word Tameh refers to is disgusting. How do you know that from? Because the Pasuk says, Shnei Amar, Borei Olam told you Haskel the prophet, he was uh, telling Haskel about the exile, how bitter it's going to be. So he told you Haskel to make a bread in a very, uh, you know, awkward shape, which was like a disgusting uh, looking uh, bread over there. And he told them that this is going to be a sign of the Galut. As disgusting as this bread looks, that's how disgusting or you know, difficult the Galut is going to be. And the person says, That didn't mean Tameh in the contaminated sense, it means Tameh in a disgusting matter. The Galut is going to be just as disgusting. So if we see the word Tameh is disgusting, okay, so you have to dry your hands before you, make the, uh, before you eat the bread. Otherwise it's uh, not good, obviously. Okay, continue. Now, we quoted a pasuk above. Okay? Now the Gemara is going to quote the end of the Pasuk. The end of the Pasuk said, The Eshet Ish, Nefesh Yekara Tatsud. 
Let's just get the words. Ve'eshet ish. That's eshet ish, a married uh, lady. Ve'eshet ish. Nefesh yekara. We don't know what that word means. Nefesh yekara could mean either a precious soul. Nefesh yekara. Tetsud will be trapped. Okay, so something with an eshet ish, with a nefesh, with a man, tetsud being trapped. Who's trapping who? What is a nefesh yekara exactly? We wait for the Gemara to explain. Why are we quoting this Pasuk again? It's the end of the Pasuk of Kibiyad Isha Zonah which we quoted already above. So the Gemara says like this Anybody that has arrogance, anybody that has Gasuta Ruah, is Hori, Lebesof Nikshal Beeshetish. At the end, he's going to end up in the Eshetish, he's going to end up with uh, committing adultery. Shina Emar, the Eshetish. A married lady, nefesh yekara tatsud. Who's nefesh yekara? Nefesh yekara is a, a high soul. Somebody that thinks his nefesh is precious, meaning that he's, uh, he holds himself high. So it sounds like what? That he's going to go after uh, the eshet ish. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, look at the one, two, three lines after they get wide. This is what it means to say. The ge'eh is going to chase after the eshet ish, trap her, get her, and make the yavera. That's the gaba. So comes again when it says, Amar Avar, Avar says, It might be true what you're saying, but cannot be pshat in the pasuk. Why? Hai nefesh yekara, nefesh If it's talking about a ga'ava, yekara is not the right word. Yekara is like a uh, precious. It should have said nefesh givoha. Right? Somebody that's hori. Question number two. Ve'od, he tatsud which means he which means it, according to what you're saying, it's mashma that he's going to get trapped. Which means the ge'e is nikshad be'eshet ish. That what? That she right? She she traps him. So if that's the case, it should say he tatsud. Which is look at Bashi. Uh, one, two, three, four lines after they get wide. He tatsud You'll have to learn like this. Haki be'ele lemichtav. The eshet ish nefesh yekara he tatsud ota, which is you're learning like you're learning that he's going to trap the lady. It should say that the nefesh yekara he will trap the 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 the, the eshet ish. But the way it's written, it's much that she's trapping him. The way you're explaining it is that he's going to go after Eshet Ish, but the Pasuk that must be like that. It's much from the Pasuk that what? She's doing the trapping. So the Gemara says, okay, new Dirasha. Ela Maraba. Kodaba al Eshet Ish. Anybody that goes with Eshet Ish, Afidu Lamad Torah. Even if he studied Torah, Dikhtib ba yekara him pininim. By the Torah, Shinamuah Melech says, the Torah is more precious even than pearls. But he uses the word mepininim to teach me. Pininim also means inside. The Torah is even more precious than something inside. What does that mean? Mekohen Which means the study of Torah is even greater than a Kohen Gadol that goes 
inside, like the Gemara says in another place, Memzer Talmid Hacham is greater even than the Kohen Gadol Amaris. Even though the Kohen Gadol Amaris gets to go in the Kodesh Kodashim, but Memzer Talmid Hacham is greater. Yekarahim Peninin. The Torah is more precious even than the Kohen Gadol that goes. And that's what the Pasuk is saying. The Pasuk is saying like this. Which means the Pasuk is like, If he goes with an Eshet Ish, Geinam is going to trap that guy as well. Which means, don't think he's going to be safe from Geinam. He Sudenu, the Geinam is going to trap him. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, <coughs> Yeah, that's what it means. Like, like we said, that he's going to, the Sof is going to be uh, into Geinam. So, Pasuk is like, Ish, Misheba al Ish, Afilu Nefesh Yekara. Even if he's a precious soul that studies Torah, the sin He's still going to get trapped in Geinam. Torah cannot protect him from this. Amar ben Yochai. Anybody that has arrogance, It's like he worships idolatry. It says in one place, It calls the arrogant man a toiva, an abomination. What did it say about Abu Dazara? Don't bring an abomination to death, that's Abu Dazara. So you see what? They both call Toiva. So a holy man is like a man that worships idolatry. Rabbi Hanan himself said, Worse, a person worshiping Abu Dazara can still believe in God. He's just doing both. Rabbi Hanan says, No, it's like he's kofir in Hashem. Shereemar veram levavecha. What's the next stage? If the person is Ram, he becomes exalted in himself. The next thing he becomes is to forget Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So the pasuk is saying like this: It's as if you were Shochaya, which is Maalei Ani Kiilu Shachachta. That's what the pasuk. Veram lebabecha. The Torah says it's like you forgot God. Kiilu Kafar Baikar. Next one. Rav Hamab Harina Amar Kiilu Baal Kol Anayot. Person is Gei. They give him as if he committed every single arayot in the Torah. All the immorality in the Torah. How do you know? Like, cause the arrogant man an abomination. What it's talking about, the parashah of the arayot, it says all these abominations the people of Kena'an used to do. So it's called the arayot to'evot. So an arrogant man, that's like he committed all the arayot. Ula amar. Ulaad comes along and says, Ki'ilu bana bama. It's like he built a bama. Bama is like a, um, a foreign mizbeah. Right? Fa'avodah zara, obviously. Shne'emar, Hidlu lachem in adam, Asher neshama be'apo, Ki bama nechshavu. Al tikre bama, Ela bama. Which means, this person over here, Neshama Bapo, is Neshama, Bapo meaning his, his, his nose, his eyes, so the Pasuk says what? Ki Bamen Nechshav. He's considered like a Bamen, meaning not a Bamen, Bama. It's as if he built a Bama. Just reading the Maharsha to explain some of these Agarita Gemariyot that we just read. 
The Maharsha says like this: "Kol Adam sheish bo gasuta ruach, kilo oved avodah zara." Anybody that has arrogance, gasuta ruach, like he works for avodah zara. Who mivuar sheish le Adam betruhot? In a person, there's two spirits: ruach tahara and ruach tumah. Like we learned above in the Gemara, the Gemara said that sometimes a, 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 a tahor spirit comes over the person, sometimes a tamir spirit. Like we learned above on that bit. Then the Emar Biruach Taharam, by Ruach Tahara, it says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Kiani Hashem Edeka Bishfal Ruach. A humble man is called Shfal Ruach. When a person is humble, there's a spirit of Tahara that rests on the person. Because there's another pasuk that says in Melachim, Vehayiti Ruach Sheker. Ruach Sheker Mehu Hagas Ruach. So therefore, it's coming along to say that Gasut Ruach is Ruach Tum'ah, that's called Ruach Sheker. So that causes a, that's like the Ruach of Abodazah, which is Ruach Tum'ah. Venabi Yohanan Amar Kilu Kofir. When a person has this spirit of Gaba, which is according to the Maharsha, Gaba is not only just a bed midah. When a person has arrogance, there's a spirit of him. There's a spirit of Tum'ah that actually possesses him to a certain extent. It'll lead him, this bad spirit that he has in him, to forget God. Again, God is the, is the spirit of Tara. Truach Tum'ah is going to make him forget. Meaning, which is, it'll bring him to these sins. That's what it means. Once already a person has the ruach tumah, he's prone to other things that are considered ruach tumah. Shechat Hashem is ruach tumah. Arayot is considered what. So when the Gemara is saying, according to the Maharshad, it's like he, like he did it. Doesn't mean like he did it. It means. Once already a person's on the road that he can come to make his Averot already, it's just like he put himself on the derek to do these Averot because the, like Averah, Gorinat Averah, to Ruach Tum'ah will lead him to Ruach Tum'ah. Baruch Amen.